Hey, alright. And welcome to Better Yet. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet is a conversation about music. And our conversation this week is with Laura Stevenson. The best in the world is on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Namdi for our intro music, Marcus Nuccio for our graphics each week. You can see those on our website, betteryetpod.com. If you're new to the show, check out that feed. Scroll through our archive of past episodes. We've got conversations with some of the best musicians in the world, including Lucy Dacus, Anika Pyle, Sheena Ozella of Lemuria. And if you're new to the show, well, you picked a hell of a time to drop by. Not only is Laura making her historic third appearance on the show, but this might be the last episode of the Better Yet podcast. It will at least be the last one for a while. Been doing this podcast for five years. I'm learning that it's something that evolves as time goes by. I've done the whole that's it. I'm done. Goodbye. Send in the clowns. We did all that in 2020. And then we came back later in the year. And we rocked it. This past year was as much fun as I've had doing the show. We launched a Patreon, which allowed us to pay our guests for their time. I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of this whole thing, whether this turns out to be the last one or if we come back and do another five years. However it shakes out, this has all been a gift. I've made lifelong friends along the way. I couldn't have come away with anything greater than the friendships I've made doing this show. I'm grateful for everyone who's let me participate in this thing, and that goes for each and every one of you listening. Sending nothing but love to all of you. You've given me a place to be every week for the last five years, and there are plenty of places for you to fill your time. Plenty of great music podcasts out there. Jeremy Bolm is killing it on the first ever podcast. Axe to Grind, continue to bring the heat. Want to shout out Eli and Eric and Miranda and Michael of the Endless Scroll podcast, a new music podcast that is well worth your time. Josh Robbins and the Spinning Out podcast. There's a lot of good ones. It's going to be fine. My guest this week is the greatest songwriter of our time. And, you know, she's a pretty good singer, too. From Long Island, New York, Laura Stevenson. Laura released her sixth album, titled Laura Stevenson, on August 6th, the follow-up to The Big Freeze, a record that a lot of folks, myself included, considered her best. But I think by the time you're a minute or so into State, the opening track on the new record, that whole list goes out the window. This is a record that is sonically her most exploratory state, is a chaotic fury of noise, and a song like Continental Divide, which we spend a lot of time on in this interview, is perfectly punctuated mid-tempo Americana that really only Lucinda Williams is capable of. Laura's a legend, and this record only further cements that. We also, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but 
Last year, I worked on a podcast called Life's Work, a podcast about Laura Stevenson's second album, Sit Resist, a seven-episode miniseries that you should listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. Was really thrilled to have Laura back on Better Yet and so stoked to talk about this new record she's got. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Here's me and Laura Stevenson. So. <laughs> Unless I'm in trouble. Oh no, then we're gonna need a bigger house. I don't want to think about it. Well, here's something to think about because I hadn't thought about this before starting this uh, interview with you, Laura. Welcome back. Thank to you. Better yet, <laughs> your Thank eyes you. are wide. <laughs> this is um, this is a very special occasion. This is your third time on the podcast, which is official Hall of Fame induction wow. status. So. Guest host status. Oh yeah, you should you should interview people. I should You're not. Great. I should you not. would be great at doing that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Hall of Fame class twenty twenty one. Oh, Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry that I look this way. I'm looking at myself. These are my bangs. <laughs> I haven't showered in... I can't remember how long. It's been a while. I'm my really hair's growing out, and I'm just, like, so bald on top. And it's <laughs> it was great to go to that interview today not wearing a hat and just full Let on... Your freak flag fly. Old man. <laughs> they loved me. They loved me. I'm sure they did. Um, so this, this interview, it'll be a little bit different from what we've grown accustomed to. We only have to talk one time for this. Okay. As opposed to <laughs> three times very intensively. Um, was that all good? We, the, the Sit Resist podcast. Oh my God. I, it was awesome. It's like such a, I'm, I'm so excited to listen to it now as a person who sleeps because like, we were so like in the midst of like the chaos of our lives that like it was all kind of just like this swirling haze so now that things are like chill i want to like actually like go and sit and listen to it and be like oh this is so nice i need to listen to it re-listen to it as a yeah person with like an actually fully functioning brain at this point Eh, i wouldn't say fully functioning but like it's functioning better than it was it's functioning a little bit better too now that we're like out of the clear of all of that stuff because i mean that was one of the only things i had going on i don't know if you could tell but (laughs) it was it was so awesome It, it was like it gave us it just gave us something that we needed to like do and think about and uh so it was really special for us like me and mike and i guess the baby whatever (laughs) but like yeah, it was just, it was, it gave us, like, a purpose other than just, like, keeping this little person alive. We were just like, oh, yeah, we're still people, and we can, like, talk to another person, and, like, made us feel Good. like our house was not the limit of our world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Really nice. That's good. I, I think uh, we've kind of talked about this before, but, you know, when you take uh, some time from a, an intensive 
a creative project kind of have a tendency one might have a tendency to look back and just be like oh was i completely alienating was i too much you know what i mean you know what i mean, I mean? yeah i mean i feel like that about everything that i do but i yeah, think i think it up. was awesome but let's listen let's re-listen and see how alienating we both were <laughs> Well, I, I think I've told you this. Um, I love TV has just become uh, a very uh, utilized phrase in this house. Uh, <laughs> I love TV. Can't get enough of this stuff. <laughs> Carries a big cultural weight in, in our home. Um, um, that makes me very happy. <laughs> so you, you mentioned that you're getting sleep. That's mm. good. This This kid finally figured out how to sleep yeah three weeks ago so, oh wow yeah yeah that's great <laughs> how long it took took some time it took 15 months um but yeah we're sleeping through the night now and that was like you know like i have friends that are like oh yeah my kid started at like four months and i was like yeah cool well <laughs> not us but yeah so it took a really long time, and I was not into, like, letting her cry, so I thought she would just naturally just figure it out, but, like, she never figured it out, and I was just, like, losing my mind, so there were, like, two nights where we were just like, okay, let's let her try to chill herself out on her own, and then she did, and it was really good. I just, I have a lot of guilt, you know, about, like, yeah. letting this little person that I, like, I just made her come into the world. She didn't have a choice. And then I'm like, what am I going to let her cry in her crib? Like, I'm the reason she's, like, sad and here. So, like, <laughs> better go, like, fix that and nurse her and make her feel comforted. Um, but, yeah, so it was, a, it was a tough thing for me. I think it was, I think I was probably holding her back developmentally by, like, not just, like, allowing her to spread her wings and figure out how to soothe herself. But what are you going to do? But anyway, I, I sleep now, sort of. So that's it's awesome. good. Yeah. That's good. And she's young enough. She won't, she won't remember all this and she won't remember how to take advantage of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll see. <laughs> well, I will say that like doing that podcast with you, uh, life's work podcast about sit, resist available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> um, there are, there was a, a there were subtle and not so subtle uh, inferences that you would make, and I think you managed to get like other people involved in it too, of kind of setting the setting the table for yeah. There might be a no more Laura Stevenson records. That last mm. one was seemed like it could be it. You always talk about quitting, so when this record yeah. comes out. I think a lot of us were surprised. Like, mm. shit, she had another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I was I was kind of on, like, the fence about this one anyway, just because it was, like, personal and whatever. Um, but, yeah, every record I'm, like, kind of just like, eh, do I have more records? Or have I said all the things that people want to hear? And now it's just like, am I just sucking up all the rest of the air available air you know what i mean with yeah. like my bullshit so like that always like makes me 
you know, you want to make something that's going to, like, contribute. You don't want to just, like, just create content that just, like, exists in the world. You know, that's just, like, bullshit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I uh, struggle with that. Yeah, and every record I'm like, is this what I'm doing? And I kind of am like, like, when... After I went through all this, like, nursing struggles, I was like, I'm going to become a lactation consultant. And then I, like, was just, like, went down the road of, like, trying to, like, figure out how to do that. And I was like, maybe I'll become a nurse. And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I I'm, What am I doing right now? I have, like, a brand new baby. I do not sleep. Like, I'm going to, like, go to nursing school right now. I think I should just chill uh-huh. out for a year and let the let the dust settle. But, yeah, so... I love now just like record. <laughs> forever being like, maybe you should go to back to school for something. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, oh, well, maybe I should get my doctorate because I have my master's. And it's like, what's that without a doctorate? You know, like, so. What's it like? What's it anyway? <laughs> just in general. Yeah, exactly. Like, what <laughs> is it? Nothing matters. Master in, in art <laughs> history. What yeah. was your, what was your like? focus what was you who were you really really excited on i i mean i really loved the impressionists but like my uh just because i had a really great professor for my impressionist class and Mm -hmm. so i was like maybe this is the road that i want to go down and then i was like really into like portraiture like early early renaissance portraiture um or not portraiture but like it's not a portrait of the Madonna and child, but like renderings of the Madonna and child. Mm. I was like very, I was, I don't know why I was like so into that, but then I was like, I don't know. I kind of, my, my thesis advisor kind of like pushed me into doing, uh, my thesis on 16th century Florentine kind of grand ducal portraiture, um, which is, uh, fucking boring but my thesis was kind of cool I don't know but like it wasn't even anything that I was like actually interested in but it was like and then I spent some time in Florence and I like I, I fell in love with the city and and so I you know I in retrospect it was good but like I don't know I just kind of like picked I just kind of let him lead me in the direction that I thought he wanted me to go in because I really liked him as an advisor and yeah so whatever it's just I, I didn't really care about it and I guess I just didn't really care about anything I don't think I care about anything <laughs> in general so. we're going no, to Florence in uh, October I'm really, <gasps> you really are. excited for it yeah yeah oh my god awesome Can't it's wait. like such a have you been there before when I was like 12 so I, okay. I remember it, obviously. And any time I watch the movie Hannibal, I'm like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> been there. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited to go back. So awesome. So awesome. I mean, it's just, like, such a special place. It's just, like, a little jewel of a city. You mm-hmm. know, you just feel like you're, you're, like, also, like, Venice, you know, where you just, like, you turn a corner and you're by yourself in this just, like, medieval city you know what i mean and you're just like i in in venice it's it's easy to kind of like get lost and so i I felt that way there very much where it was just like oh i'm just in this place and i could be in any moment in time in the last like 600 years or whatever Mm. so yeah it's Mm. really cool special place i just gotta put it on the record that my favorite uh my favorite madonna annunciation was van eyck just mm. so everybody knows. Oh, you're like a Dutch boy. 
they were those people were crazy. Yeah, those paintings I mean, the, are the insane. Details, yeah, it's like crazy. It's like just like the reflections in the glass and like mm-hmm. reflections and vases. Just like the detail is so out of control and it's just so realistic and incredible. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So and 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 I don't know if you know this, but if you if you take the titles of your records, you go a record, sit resist, which is about being in motion, wheel continued Whoa. motion are you kidding this was a this is a bit cocksure <laughs> self-assured fuck these motherfuckers and then the big freeze so that's it's like, the last one yeah it was <laughs> just <fuck. laughs> um but and then me and then you <laughs> hanging out with your baby and, <laughs> your, and your dog and nilson mm-hmm. chilling great <laughs> great portrait <laughs> that guy i think that i made the realization with nilson that like he's just gonna sing whatever he feels like singing to you it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you like that song and that made you feel a lot of songs this one's about a coconut yeah exactly <laughs> i feel like that one probably made him the most money though like i hear that one like licensed or his estate i hear that like licensed in so many movies but yeah. like yeah that song is so annoying but um his voice, he is one of my favorite voices. Just And he, like, brutalized it, you know, like having, like, screaming contests with John Lennon or whatever the fuck. I don't know, mm-hmm. Mike was telling me that story. And that's so heartbreaking, but also just, like, yeah, nothing that beautiful can exist. You know, it's like Jared Leto's face or whatever the fuck in Fight Club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I hate that movie so much. I thought it was so cool when I was, like, 18 or 17 or whenever it came out, and now it's, like... Ugh, it makes me cringe <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Jordan Cavallano. Oh, love him. So, love him. I guess, um, looking at, the, at these records, too, and we, Cocksure, I mean, Jeff produced it, but I'd imagine that was pretty collaborative sort of DIY mm-hmm. effort. Um, yeah. And Big Freeze, you do yourself. But you, how do you end up working with John Aniello? Um, Does that come together? Well, he, he was a Jeff friend. So I had sung on some stuff and, like, gone into the studio, and I met John. Like, in a brief, like, I was just providing some harmonies, you know. And uh, so I met him, and he was, like, really sweet and hilarious and uh, enthusiastic. And he really liked my like the way we kind of like gelled you know just him over the intercom i don't know the Mm -hmm. talk back uh Uh, (laughs) i've been in the studio in a while (laughs) him on the talk back and like you know we just had like a nice rapport and like he was asking me to do things and i knew what he was you know like we just had we clicked uh musically too and um so then when i was like trying to figure out who was going to make the big freeze i got in touch with him about that Mm -hmm. and we were back and forth and he was like traveling he was like in europe but we did we did a couple calls and like um he was really enthusiastic but it just never came together scheduling got fucked up and like he was just like running around too many places and so it just didn't happen and then i was like uh fuck it like this record's just never gonna get made and then i like asked my friend joe rogers if he was able to do stuff and he was like yeah and then Mm -hmm. we just recorded in my mom's house but um yeah so then john was like 
I just wish I did that record, you know, like, I, I just, like, oh, I really wish we worked together, and so, like, I was like, let's work together on the next one, and then it just, he was just so into it, and I got him an Airbnb, you know, and it was, like, real, uh, real Hudson Valley, the Airbnb that he was in, like, the, it was just, like, it was, like, uh, my old, my old landlord would always call things groovy when they were, like, broken, he'd be like, ah, uh-huh. you know, Door's a little groovy, you know. You get, you know, like just real hippy dippy. Uh-huh. And so, like, I put him in like a place like that. I didn't realize it was gonna be like that, but that was like kind of where I put him. And he was so nice about, you know, he was just like mm-hmm. he's so go with the flow, you know. And uh, and so it was like the best recording environment. Also, we were just like, just kind of on the same wavelength, uh, humor wise, you know. And uh, and also, I was like pregnant, so I wanted to like do kind of early mornings because I was up at like four or five my body just like wouldn't let me sleep which was cool um that's what happens it doesn't let you sleep before you have the baby and then after you have the baby you don't fucking sleep so it's like your whole life sucks but um so I was like waking up early and uh and I was like could we do like like 7 p.m absolutely like the last that's the last thing that we do like Mm -hmm. and usually when you're in the studio you're you're like in there till like you know the magic hour like it's like two thirty in the morning when everybody's uh-huh. like drunk and like being like oh look at all these happy accidents that we're like we're we're creative now and I was just like can we just like go in there and have kind of like a nine to five day and just like I go home because it was a long drive too it was like a fifty minute drive so like after a long day of like kind of being on my feet and being tired and not being able to nap I just want to go home you know so I didn't mm-hmm. want to drive in the dark too long and uh so it was like it was a very kind of like uh i don't know it, it, it was nice i was gonna say like geriatric because like i was like a geriatric pregnancy uh-huh. but it was very like uh you know can't move it, your it, neck it, too fast yeah, yeah. you know uh-huh. like he was accommodating my uh my needs <laughs> i look at that guy's instagram though and it's just all it's all dad so oh, i'm yeah. sure he got it yeah. Oh my God. He's, he's so sweet. He has two daughters and, uh, yeah. So he's been like, so nurturing to me. He was so nurturing during my pregnancy. Uh, and then like afterwards he was just checking in with me so much, sending us onesies and like, he's just like, he mm-hmm. wants to see pictures of the baby. Mm-hmm. Like he's so, I, I just love him so much. He's such a kind, amazing enthusiastic soul and like you know I don't even I don't even like listening to new shit and like he is you know like 25 30 years older than me and he's still no 25 years I don't know whatever uh he's older than me and he's still like he's consuming all this new music you know Mm -hmm. and like he's he just wants to hear new things and he's just constantly inspired by like new stuff and he's just like he's incredible he's got a great energy yeah hopefully you get to meet him someday because he rocks oh yeah i'd love to so where did you record then is in marlboro yeah marlboro so it's like yeah it's like 50 minutes south of of me uh-huh. um that's not his place and, though uh, no no he he lives in um like raleigh durham chapel hill area in, okay. in north carolina uh, but this was this was a place that um, used to be a venue called the Falcon, and then they they moved it to a, a different building. But like this is like kind of like an old church kind of hybrid building that oh, wow. was a venue, 
Um, and it's really cool. The Falcon's like awesome. The guy that runs the studio, Lee, his dad started the Fal the Falcon. His their last name was Falco. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of like a, it's like an understood thing that you just go and you watch the show, and then nobody's charged tickets, but the bands walk away with a ton of money because like the the audience just understands that like you fucking pay the bands, you mm -hmm. know, like so they just they each individual person pays what they can and it's it's really it's an amazing business model and i don't know if it can ever be replicated it's like yeah. a really it's like a diamond in the rough kind of place it's very cool oh, wow. but the studio is like where the original venue was um and it's just like this really really nice room really beautiful high ceilings and like church yeah. windows and it was it was awesome i was gonna say those high ceilings definitely help on the way this mm -hmm. thing sounds yeah yeah it sounds really good it's like the room and john you know and the band it was like just a lot of good players my pals mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so who's playing on this record is this the fridge it's the fr it's it's the fridge yeah it's the uh the big fridge but not the hugest fridge because uh -huh. we, we didn't have uh we didn't have an extra singer but yeah so we had sean on cello sean alfe and sammy ness on drums mike campbell mm -hmm. on bass jeff rosenstock added a couple guitars um from afar and john burdick who's like the best guitar player in the hudson valley he did uh the guitar solo on the song continental divide um i was just like i like called him and i was like john can you send me a solo and he was like sure and I was like, Can you he do was like, three? what kind of direction? And I was like, uh, Wilco E. And he was uh -huh. like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I was like, can you make it sound like kind of like Wilco? And he was like, yeah, sure. I love Wilco. And then he sent me that. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's all. That's all it fucking takes. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, he rocks. no, no Peter, no Alex, no Peter, no Alex. Um, but yeah, still, still Hudson Valley pals. Um, but we did, we did have Sean, uh, and he was not in New York, but everybody else was in New York, which was yeah nice, keeping it in the fam. So I guess going back to no, actually, let's talk about this fucking band because you mentioned Continental Divide, and mm. I that is one of my favorite songs that you've ever written. Oh, thank you one of the best recordings that I think has appeared on any of your records. Thank you. That tempo. Did you have to work at that? Did that just come naturally? Cause that song has a groove that like it sits in between fucking like perfect and more perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, Sammy and Mike are, like, the best rhythm section ever. So, yeah. yeah. But, like, I really have a hard time writing, like, mid-tempo like that. Like, mm -hmm. and, and existing in that world, that was, like, that was really difficult for me. And it was, like, I was just trying to challenge myself. I challenged myself with the register that I was singing in and just, like, playing a song in the middle. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm usually, like, playing a very fast song or playing a very painfully slow song and there's like no mm -hmm. there's no in between because it really requires a lot as a player to sit in that space and it um it's a challenge i mean we're practicing these songs now and i'm like fuck this is hard yeah because <laughs> like you really have to like you have to fill the space 
but you don't have you, you can't overfill the space. You just have to like exist and like I tend to like get really noty with my guitar playing just to like fill the space because I'm like uh, like I don't know why I do it, but like it just makes me feel more comfortable and it's it's really been a challenge to just hold back and be like, okay, we're gonna just exist here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and but like that was like I wrote the song in that mid-tempo range but it did not it would not never have been locked into that groove unless i had mike and sammy you know holding it down because like i'm all over the place yeah (laughs) so that's i guess an interesting spot to be in like creatively when you're i guess thinking in your head like i want to do something that is this but that means i have to turn off a lot of my instincts or the things that have just become habitual Mm -hmm. I, I guess it would, for me, the idea sounds great until starting to do it. And then it's like, oh, no, like what? It's it's not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> I could just do the thing that's more comfortable. Yeah. This shit seems too hard. Yeah, no, definitely. But like, if I, if, if I didn't have them, I, I would have just given up. But they're, um, they're very skilled at what they do. So they... They they held it down. Otherwise, uh-huh. I would have just been like, let's do something easier. <laughs> and that song, too, like, I think just with the the way that it starts and the, the groove that you're in, that's a very easy, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge song. You don't mm-hmm. like to do that, though. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested in just, like, the the parts that you're putting in and the the movements that are within that song because that seems like another thing where you are maybe holding back from doing the easier thing mm-hmm. is that just yeah you know knowing what you want it to be and holding to that i don't know i mean like that one it it was like two guitar solos like i've never we don't even you got have three on there like, dude are there three yeah <laughs> yeah because there's mean, the outro and i think it's like <laughs> fucking like the amount that you're holding back on that song is you know really you can call you can call two parts the chorus i guess but when you hit that mm. one for the first time it's the second solo coming in and he's like ripping in mm. a way that's usually reserved for later in the song right yeah yeah he's i mean he rocks but like yeah the the verse like the I, the cool thing that i think that happened with that song that i was like really excited about is that the first chorus or there's a, the first pre-chorus like the locust mm-hmm. that was the pre-chorus and then the chorus is what did i do right and then at the second half of the song when it returns, I swapped them out. So, yeah. like, the, the pre-chorus became the chorus and vice versa. So, like, that I was, like, really excited about um, as just, like, a little maneuver that I did. And so that, like, so I stayed, like, within kind of a traditional framework, but I, I like, fucked around with it in a way that I was, like, super excited about. So that... Yeah. Otherwise, like, I would be, like, kind of uncomfortable writing a song that feels kind of like you know formulaic but like Mm -hmm. i kind of tweaked it a little bit so that i felt like oh this is kind of (laughs) cool yeah because yeah when you return to that uh the locust in part it's like oh shit like i remember that part 
um, because it's super memorable, but, you know, you're just conditioned to expect the, I think, you know, the more uh, pomp and circumstance chorus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool, because, like, I think that, like, songs that have a really strong pre-chorus where the pre-chorus could be the chorus, like, really Mm -hmm. excite me. And I'm, like, trying to, I'm, like, searching in my mind now for, like, examples, and I'm like, uh, I can't think of any. (laughs) I feel like maybe um, Possum Kingdom, is that... What's Possum Kingdom? I don't know uh, what that, that is. Oh, oh. I will treat you well, my oh, sweet hell angel. yeah. So yeah. Me, Jesus. Um, either that or maybe the bridge feels like it could be a course. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, I like always go to my like fucking, that. like, <laughs> I I grew up, like, with the Goo Goo Dolls is my favorite band. And, oh, like, yeah. you know, that's why the Replacements are my favorite band. Mm-hmm. And, like, those two just write better pre-choruses than they write choruses mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a little mascara like that's all about the pre-chorus yeah pre-chorus is a special thing and i like yeah it it, it took me a, a long time to uh start appreciating that you know you know in in music so yeah maybe this record is more of a reflection of just like the things that i was like maybe rejecting as like a younger songwriter and now i'm just like oh this is actually kind of cool <laughs> yeah now that I'm an old fart, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write a pre-chorus. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're like an old fart in the way that you know that like you can hold back. You don't have to, you don't have to jump into anything. Yeah, that yeah. groove, fucking. You want to talk about reverb? The vocals <laughs> on that song that that's no Eric Bennett plate reverb that he picked up off of the side of the road. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Whatever he had on to resist. Those vocals sound so good on Continental Divide. Thank you. Yeah, also it's like, it's funny because when we were doing the vocals, uh, I was like, I could not eat before I did the vocals and I was pregnant, so I was like, you know, hungry. And if I didn't eat, then I'd be nauseous. So like the vocals had to happen at a very specific time of day because if Mm -hmm. if I ate anything, literally like just even a half a little cup of soup, I would have this gurgling thing that would happen for, like, hours afterwards. So, like, there were a lot of takes that, like, we actually had to throw out because it was, like, like, you could hear, like, little, like, gurgly (laughs) sounds because I would get, like, acid reflux and stuff. Um, So the vocals were, like, super challenging on this record just because of that, you know, that shit that I, like never had to worry about or think about so it's yeah interesting i mean something that i always think about with your music and and having done uh the life's work was eric just saying your pitch is just you know you usually only need one take it's only if you ever like mess up a word so if anything's gonna like force you back to do multiple takes it's gotta be acid reflux yeah (laughs) yeah but also like singing singing in that in like a lower register i do find that like it's hard i I have a harder time controlling my Mm -hmm. pitch so like i don't know if like i don't know if anybody would notice but like it's like you know it's in your own mind so like you're like kind of trying to sit in the right spot and i uh at practices i'm like fuck this is hard but I definitely, it was definitely a challenge recording in that register, but John, I mean, John is just like, he's, he's so, such a fan of my singing 
you know? And so, like, he made me feel so good about myself and, like, mm. just so, like, supported. I yeah. mean, like, if you've noticed a trend, like, I really like to work with people that are, like, really nurturing and supportive. Like, Eric Bennett it was, like, you know, he, he would always, like, you know, give you shit, but he's just, like, he's, uh-huh. like, a big brother, you know? Like, he's just, yeah. like, he loves you and he, like, wants to make sure you're okay and you feel good. And um, same thing with my friend Joe that made uh, The Big Freeze and, and John, like... It's just, I like working with people that, like, make me feel like everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Did it take a lot for you to, like, be comfortable with someone from the outside, you know, being in, in charge of all of this? Like, it seems like John is a good fit for a lot of reasons, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's, like, tough to let go. Yeah. No, totally. And, like, I mean, he you know, had worked with so many, you know, like crazy, amazing people. Like, so that was like intimidating before we actually like started working together. But then, I mean, like, he's just hilarious, ridiculous, Mm -hmm. just has such a good sense of humor. And he's just so warm that I, I felt also just like, I felt so comfortable talking to him about what the songs were about, um, which unfortunately we can't really get into um Do you know respect oh yeah thank you but like yeah. um so like he and i we we would talk about you know like all all the stuff and and i just felt like once i did that then i felt like fully comfortable to like just kind of let myself be as like vulnerable as i needed to be and he was like he's just he's the best He's like yeah. a, a a dad to me. <laughs> I really love him. Mm. So yeah. Did you have like, I always I always like asking you like what reference points you had for what you wanted the the record to sound like. You know, Leonard was a a big one for the Big Freeze. Like what what sort of records were you talking about with John, for, like what you were going for we talked like specific records like I never gave him references like even like mix references which is like kind of crazy like usually you do that like you give like a, a reference of like you know just shit that you like, like. A, yeah. Bad like <laughs> yeah exactly but like <laughs> you know like but that's like I had no idea what I was doing that mm-hmm. was like the first time I ever had to do anything like that and so like but now I feel like I've learned mm-hmm. but like John didn't even ask for that because he he just like knew what the record was supposed to sound like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like when I was, like, emailing with Sean, because we did it, like, all via email and phone, like, the cello stuff he, we did, mm-hmm. like, remotely. Um, and so when I was emailing with him, I was like, the song Wretch, I was like, this is super Elliot Smithy. Like, if you, if you couldn't tell by, like, the way, you know, like, by this, like, small structure. And so then he yeah. would, like, he kind of, like, lent, leaned into that. I almost said lent. Lent into, he lent into uh-huh. it in the... Uh, and so, like... You could hear that, you know, in 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 the recording, um, in his parts. So it's just like things like that where I'd I'd give a reference, like with Continental Divide. I was like, oh, Wilco, you know, like mm-hmm. I was like trying to make this sound exactly like Nils Klein. Could you? Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> just like things like that. Um, the last song, I didn't have to give anybody anybody a reference because it was like just me. But like when I was describing the song, I was like, it's kind of like a weaker than song, I guess, you know, like where you're just like, 
you know, uh-huh. I guess that's what I was kind of going for. Or, like, I'm just so, I mean, hugely inspired by John K. Samson. I think he's so awesome. And it's so funny, because when I was, a, I, right before we actually recorded this record, he slept at my house. But I wasn't what? even fucking there. Yeah, I was on tour. Whoa. But, yeah, he played Colony with Kevin Devine, and so they stayed here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? The only time I wish I was home. (laughs) But, yeah. um, Stupid tour. Yeah, I know. Sad. But, like, he's one of my favorite writers. And so that was, that song, I listened to it, and I'm like, of course, that was so inspired by him. Just, like, the way that he kind of, like, you know, just kind of describes a room, you mm-hmm. know, in all of its, like, mundane details in this, like, gorgeous way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So I do. Those <laughs> solo records, too, have just, like, grown on, like, literally everybody. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who really liked them when I came out. I don't know anybody who likes them less mm-hmm. now. It's yeah. everybody's coming around. Yeah. One thing that I I love about this record, something that also happens on another uh, John record that I'm a, a big fan of, John and Yellow, we were just talking mm-hmm. about Kay mm-hmm. Sampson, so but it's uh, um, something that I've I, I listen to this record a lot now when I mow the lawn. I know that Mike like <laughs> doesn't Mike listen to the Eagles? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. But Separation Sunday. Stevie Nicks, there's a break in that song where it's just piano and you hear somebody, I'm guessing Franz, cough. It's my fucking favorite thing that happens mm. on that record. <laughs> and I like about this one, too, that I, you know, you can kind of hear, like, you shifting on the piano bench or, like, yeah. that shit is cool and yeah. important. I guess, like, you you like leaving that sort of stuff in but oh, yeah. also wanted, made me want to ask about just like the setup for your for your guitar because it sounds like you're recording that shit super loud yeah well he did a lot of cool stuff he he had me mic'd he was miking my even my electric strings um mm-hmm. like he was miking my my hands on the electric guitar which like is cool because it adds like more texture you know even if you know, it's mostly you hear what's coming out of the amp. He had room mics. He had the amp mics. And he did a really cool thing where he tuned a, or he was having me tune it. And I was like, am I doing this right? Um, a hollow body guitar to like the main chord of each song for mm-hmm. each different song and put it in front of the drum kit. And so like, oh. and so it was like getting this beautiful drone sound and picking up all the drum sounds within this like melodic instrument yeah it was so cool oh that's amazing (laughs) yeah i just got visions now of that of that room that you're in with these high ceilings and just getting all Mm -hmm. that because yeah there's some really really cool stuff happening underneath like um i think it's mary like, mm. there's just a bed of just, like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that song that song was cool, too, because, like, we were using the piano, and he was miking the piano in all these different places. You can, like, hear my feet, and you can hear yeah. my hand, you can hear my fingers, and, like, so it was, it's, the way he 
the way he like captures everything is really special because there's like there's no accidents it's just like he knows that like whatever your body's gonna do and whatever these instruments are gonna do and the room's gonna do it's like all kind of like feeds into the experience you know so it's yeah. like it's really cool he didn't leave he didn't like leave anything out you know what I mean like he like thought of everything which is which is cool because I would just be like I don't know Mike the where the sound comes out like, uh-huh. I don't know how to, I mean I don't know how to is record. that something that he's like always doing or was that like a little bit of fun that he was having too were you guys talking about that I think well I know he does the the guitar thing with the drums like Mikey Erg was like oh yeah I know it well like Uh um so like he's he's done he's done that in the past but I think he's like always trying different things you Mm -hmm. know and he's just like he's just like ah hold on a second and like that's how he sounds and he's just like "Ah, this mic's kind of cool and like you know, he's just, like, fucking around with, and tinkering with things. Like, he's always trying to make something better. Like, he doesn't have, like, a fixed way of doing things. He's, mm-hmm. like, malleable and always learning, which is also, like, so cool about him as a person. Like, and he's never, like, I know what I'm doing. You know, like, he, he like, is always just kind of, like, like, he never makes you feel, like, not, you're, he never makes you feel, like, you're not contributing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. like, he's so experienced, but he's, like, just... He wants to teach you, you know, if you have questions, he's like, oh yeah, this is how this works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like, it's really cool. He's like such a cool person to work with. I'm, I'm so excited to work with him again in the future. If I ever make another record, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really glad that you had that experience. I, yeah. Lucked mm, out. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it, I felt like the big freeze was really it felt like it was a culmination or, you know, it, I think maybe with just like the setup of like, this might be the last one, you know, for me, I kind of narrativized it and I'm like, this is the last one. That's fucking mm. it. And that's, I, I don't know. Was the, cause that record's so intense and mm. it, I think it really got a lot of love and you got a lot of celebration for your career that I think, you know, for better or for worse, came with, uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, is that, is that, ch- does that weigh on you? Like, you gotta follow this now, or were these songs just kind of coming to you and you were confident in them? Well, the songs came, you know, before The Big Freeze was out, so I didn't, really think about any sort of like even like minor acclaim you know what I mean like I wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like a response to the reception of the record Mm -hmm. it was like these songs already existed um but then you know the only time that I've like thought about it is like you know now you know like when when it's like a package and I like got the art and you know like we have like the vinyl colors and like then we know that people are going to actually like have it and listen to it um and like I'm talking about the record and like this that's the only time where it's running through my mind like are people gonna like this as much as they like the big freeze because I feel like a lot of people liked it that liked me that liked the big freeze and I'm like scared that it's different from that record but I also think it's like different enough and uh I the songs are really close to my heart so I I feel confident in it but like there's always that fear that like is this gonna be is this gonna be bad (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> is this going to be okay? <laughs> but, um, yeah, hopefully people like it. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it that much. If they don't like it, done. I'm out of here. <laughs> Your piano playing's great on this, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you. I is listening to this for the first time and like Mary when I hear like those like gymnopedes like is that like <laughs> those little like satie flourishes mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful stuff thank you for comparing me that is so oh kind. yeah but yeah I mean like that's like you know that 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 to me is is pure beauty that you know like that that type of piano playing that is kind of like uh, I don't know almost impressionistic and kind of yeah. like yeah. you know so um, that's really nice but yeah I, I was trying I, I mean like now that I'm like practicing it because I have to like play this shit for like sessions that's like what you do now because like people don't go anywhere still so like mm-hmm. you you like basically rec- like we're going to go down to the building in Marlboro that's where we recorded the record we're going to do some sessions there in like a week and a half which I'm like oh my god this is stressful but um so I was like practicing the piano today and I'm like oh I have to get good at practicing and or at playing the piano and singing at the same time which is like so that part with the little waltz um Mm -hmm. in the middle of the song I didn't record myself singing and playing at the same time like I recorded myself singing the song with to the guitar and then I recorded the piano on top of it so like that waltz is really ha- fucking hard to sing those little like eh, me, so while I'm doing that waltz yeah. thing it's like it's almost like impossible so I'm 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 really trying so hard I'm practicing a lot to get that right and I was doing it today in front of people for the first time in front of like the guitar player and Mike and stuff and I was like oh this is so embarrassing I have to get better at it I have a very short amount of time to get better at it I'm fucked It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. We're gonna live. <laughs> um, the Children's National Transfer. Um, I mean, we talked about like John Kay, um, really inspiring. Just tell me about like where that song like came from. Um, well, that song was the first song that I wrote after all of the crazy shit had happened. And so, like, I came home and I, like, had time to reflect. And that was the first song that I wrote. I wrote that song, like, the day after I got home. So, like, from it, everything was, yeah, from all the stuff. Uh-huh. And so, like, everything was really fresh. Um, and it was just this moment that I, that was just this moment of stillness that happened in the middle of all the chaos that I ended up, like, leaving. Um, I'm sorry, that has to be so vague. But, like, uh, yeah. and so, like, there was this moment of stillness that had happened back there, and I kind of, like, brought it with me. In And I was... It just... It was such, like, a profound moment for me that I... It was the only thing that I was thinking of in in this moment of stillness that I had when I was able to finally, like leave the situation and kind of like look Mm -hmm. at everything from kind of like a little bit of a distance at least physically um and so it was just I think it was just like a little bit of clarity a little bit of just 
trying to rest, <laughs> you know, and just and and just trying to like let myself kind of escape into this little peaceful moment of kind of anonymous uh, calm that like was that song was that moment that I describe in the song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a that was a special one for me to write, and it was the easiest song I've ever written. It came out in like two seconds. It sounds like it, and like I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Um, I guess just, you know, hearing it just within, within the context of everything that has happened to the world in the past year, I'm well enough, mm-hmm. like, talking about it. Just, yeah. um, it's just those, like, moments worth documenting that you, you just hit on something that I think has only become more universal and... Mm-hmm love that last line so yeah. much mm-hmm. and you sound I don't know man, like I had the fucking I was listening to the thing for the first time like I didn't know it was on repeat so I'm just like and I'm not looking at the track list as it goes by or anything I'm just like oh my god let that be the last one and then I heard something <laughs> I was like no no you're like oh sweet that's the first track (laughs) but that must have been a funny experience listening to that one and then listening to the the first song again because the first song is so like visceral like kind of like anger like and kind of just like pure experience and like just being like kind of in the swirl you know what i mean and then the last one is kind of being like for just a second outside of the swirl, you know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, yeah, you get sucked back in, I guess, if you listen to it over it's a, It's a really cool full circle moment yeah. that I doubt that's what you <laughs> intended on, but you've, you've certainly experienced it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I mean, that's that's a low register, too, but you... I don't want to say the last line, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you... <laughs> You hit every note that you possibly could for that. Mm. Especially that K. Fuck. <laughs> That's what got me. The K always gets you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this to people that come back, and I know I feel it's a little... I'm very proud of you. This is... A, I'm, mm. this is you do good work. You always do. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Of course. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best. All right, oh, Bubba's. Check you. out Laura Stevenson online, laurastevenson.net, laurastevenson.bandcamp.com, betteryetpod.com, betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. We'll see you. We'll see you. Thanks, Bubba's. Thank you.